Caleb Silvers with us, Editor-in-Chief of Investopedia. Glad you're here today. I was just looking as the S&P is trying to give it a go. And if the S&P can gain a little bit of ground, it will actually clock in a winning week rather than a losing week. It's right there on that seesaw. Could go either way. The Nasdaq will have a winning week. But for the, this all comes on the heels of last week where everything sold off, Caleb. Where do we stand now? We've gotten in a lot of earnings um, and somewhat of a mixed market right now. Yeah, I mean, markets sort of trudging water up here at the top. What are we, about 1% around all-time highs? But if you just take up 35,000-foot peel back, Nicole, and look at where things are going, just look at the earnings reports. Q3 earnings per share up 36.9%. That's higher than the September estimates. So results were better than we even thought they were. They always are better than we think they're going to be. But these are much better than we thought they were going to be. Nine out of the 11 sectors in the S&P 500, Nicole, all reporting positive EPS growth. And now we have the S&P uh, EPS growth for 2021 up 43 and a half percent. Those are really strong earnings. And the guidance by and large has been very, very good. And that's good news for investors. We're paying for those higher profits. We know valuations are high. And that's the one thing, the forward PE up at 22.3 times right now for per earnings uh, per share ratio. That's a 31.5% premium to the 20-year average. So yeah, stocks are expensive, but there's a reason. There's a lot of profits being generated here and a lot of potential for future profits. So I think the outlook is pretty good, even though there's some shakiness here around the top. All right, so that's a good sign because I think that's the idea what, what's driving the Fed too, right? This is why the tapering has begun and the talk of higher uh, rates is sort of looming because the idea here is that things are getting better. Um, you talk about some mixed historical messages. What would be some of those and how are we to interpret them? Yeah, great question, because we all like to rely on history, not because it will repeat necessarily, but it often rhymes. But when you look at it, we are in the strongest, in the beginning of the strongest six months of the year for stocks. November to April, always the strongest six months of the year. These two months, November, December, typically pretty strong. That said, we're in the second year of a new president. We call that the sophomore slump. Usually that first year is pretty aggressive in terms of gains. They're pushing their agenda. Second year is a little more challenging. Of course, we have the midterms. That could be a challenge. Yet, Nicole, we got more government spending. Government spending has been nothing but good for the stock market across most sectors. We got some coming. We know the president signing that infrastructure bill. Will the next one pass? If so, that's a lot more government spending. Very good for stocks. At the same time, some of these new spending initiatives may be blocked. So we got mixed signals there. If they can't get the Biden administration this new bill passed, that'll cap the amount of government spending. That may reduce a little bit of the enthusiasm. On the other hand, we also have midterm elections coming up uh, you know, next year. That could mean more yeah. gridlock if Republicans are able to take it. Gridlock's been good for the stock market, too. So lots of mixed signals. But in general, earnings are growing, and that's what we're paying for. Yeah, and you know the other thing, too, is that we are going to be facing some higher taxes, right, or higher rate environment. And those kinds of things could make the market a little jittery, depending on how it's delivered and when. Um, I also note that as we talk about some of these markets, right, the Dow has been closing, but today it's below, but it's been closing above 36,000. The S&P is not far from record highs. Um, and we're seeing some stocks, some really great ones, the do-it-yourselfers at Home Depot and people shopping for their house at Costco and buying in bulk, uh, Microsoft. Tell me about some of these names that are hitting all-time highs, making some people very happy. They probably have them in their 401k or IRA. 
Absolutely. These are some of the most popular stocks in the world. And I'd right. love to grab you the all-time highs because I like to see where those are hitting. And it's not just one sector. This is across the stock market. So you mentioned Costco. Consumers are in pretty good shape despite consumer sentiment. Consumers are spending. We saw it in the October retail sales uh, report. Consumers are continuing to spend. Costco is a great proxy for that. Home Depot, you're right, fixing things up at home, more home building. That's slowing a little, but not that much. And folks are willing to spend that money now that lumber prices have come down a little bit, metal prices have come down a little bit. Bit. But J.B. Hunt, big transport company, one of the big ones. Transports, you know when transports are making highs, it's good for the stock market. J.B. Hunt, a really good example of that. And then Microsoft, total beast, uh, continues to make one all-time high after the other, outperforming the other Fangma stocks uh, and even Tesla right now. And Valvoline, I love these car companies, these car companies that serve the auto industry. This was happening last summer we were talking about it. People are putting money into their vehicles, Valvoline at an all-time high. And then the semiconductor industry, there's about seven or eight stocks, semi-stocks that are hitting all-time highs right now. They're the new transports of the 21st century on semiconductor conductor hitting an all-time high, but Broadcom is too. You can go find a bunch of them, about 160 stocks across the, uh, the, the, the U.S. stock market at all-time highs today. So I think it's very interesting how you talk about the broad-based action, right? Uh, they're in very different sectors, some of these names. And after you talked about what we saw for the quarterly report, at this point, are we seeing investor trends? Are, are people, um, are there names that you like? Are you seeing that people are asking questions about investing in certain stocks because people want to make some money? I mean, they don't want to sit in cash on the sidelines. Are there any trends for investing? Absolutely. We're getting a ton of questions at Investopedia. A lot of them, not surprisingly, are around these new Bitcoin-related ETFs, the Bitcoin futures ETFs that are out there. People are asking yeah. about that. But people are also asking about whether it's too late, given market highs, to get into the stock market. We say it's never too late. The best day was yesterday. The second best day is today. If you've got some time in front of you, great time to invest right now. So we're getting questions about that. Lots of questions about taxes, to your point earlier. People are wondering about capital gains as we hit towards the end of the year here. People are wondering about wash sale rules as it relates to both crypto and the stock market. And they're wondering about what happens if they sell their home in terms of the taxes they might have to pay. And are they going to be paying higher taxes next year? Nobody knows quite yet. But they're always concerned about these things. Crypto ETFs are getting a lot of attention, though. Yeah, they certainly are. I mean, I think another area would be EVs, right? Um, there's been a lot of uh, excitement, euphoria around some of the EV makers, right? We saw Rivian come to market and soared from 70 something dollars to $150, and those are very rough numbers. Um, Lucid has been jumping, but the last couple of days, those names have been pulling back. So I think when people think about some of these groups, they have to be prepared for some volatility too. I know you have the anxiety index and I think you make a good point about the midterm elections next year. That'll be something um, huge as well. Final thought here, Caleb? Well, investors have been had a very good year, especially those passive index investors. If you did nothing but rebalance at the beginning of the year and wrote it out, you're sitting on some very nice gains for this year and last year. It hasn't been easy. For those active investors pushing in to some of the meme stocks or some of the areas where there's a lot of heat, there's a lot of there's a lot of upside when you get in, but we know that those are very momentum-driven markets. So as you said, be very careful when you enter a momentum-driven market because the money could come out just as fast as it went in. But if you're a passive index investor buying ETFs, buying the, the big indexes, it's been a very good 2021 for you so far. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to see you, Caleb. Thank you. Caleb Silver of Investopedia. Thank you.